Hello, my awesome project managers, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to this PMP Lessons Learned. It's a celebration. Hey, Vicky, where's your drink? I've got my drink. <laughs> oh, my goodness. you got no idea. Good, good. I oh, And of course, Nicole's got her drink there. She's already started Hi. the celebration. <laughs> I am so excited, Vicky. This is full circle. We've been on this journey together. For those of our friends on YouTube, you may not understand what it means to go through preparing for the PMP exam for over 365 days. My awesome alumni here. I'm, I'm really happy to be able to call her an alumni now. Vicky's been on the journey with us for over 365 days. But now, as you can tell from what is on the screen, she is a PMP boss. Finally, and why do I say boss? You got to boss the exam. You got to show the exam who's boss. So Vicky, I'm really excited. I'm really happy. Welcome to the PMP exam folds, the PMP gurus. How do you feel? <laughs> I am just elated since yesterday at that screen. I saw it said, you know, congratulations. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> that was real. Oh my gosh, it is so remarkable. And let me just brag on you a little bit. I have a lot of PMP students who say, Phil, I've not been in a classroom for the past 20 years. How old are you? Well, I'm 40. And they moan and complain that they can't get on top of things. But you have celebrated seven decades recently, right, Vicky? Yes, in March. Oh my gosh. Isn't that enough to silence all the naysayers? I'm too old for PMP. Yeah. I, I, I can't do it, Phil. My brain cells are gone. What do you have to say to those friends, Vicky? <laughs> Go jump in the lake. <laughs> You're not real. You know, you still got a brain. You still got everything. <laughs> you can do it if you want to. And that's the key. If you want to. If you want to. Absolutely. Vicky, let's talk about your journey and let's try and keep certain people anonymous, certain, certain entities anonymous, right? The entities that have contributed not so much to your journey, huh? How about we keep them? <laughs> do you want to talk about how your journey started? Go for it. Yes, I do. Um, first of all, I will tell you some names because I'm very proud and honored um, because uh, about five, about seven years ago or so, I went for an interview for an executive secretary in the IT department at Wellstar Hospital, which was over the whole system. And he saw my resume and he said, you have so many things you've got your hands in. And he said, I don't think you would like this job. You would get bored. He said, I want to recommend, if you will, uh, to get your project management certification. And at that point, I had no idea what he was talking about. You can get it for either $600 or $6,000. I said, right. You know, because you can go to a continued education class and you can take something that will say project management. You know, that's like infants, okay? And, and or you can pay a little bit more or you can pay not as much, which I found out after the fact. Um, and so I, I started my journey after that, after I got some other things taken care of. I went blindly to a college local here and started in with it because that was the only thing I knew to do. I just researched and I wish I hadn't. I mean, I got my 35 hours, hours of 
what did you call educational credits. I got that and we were entering into the COVID okay, situation in April. And um, so I tried on the computer to take my test. I got in the second attempt and it crashed out on me within three hours. I had three hours in and the computer quit. The whole test just quit. Um, so the, uh, I emailed the professor and told him, and the only thing he said was funny, and I'll tell you this, he said, what, you weren't happy with your grade? I said, what did that have to do with the computer crashing, you know? He said, so I looked, and sure enough, I had a 94, y'all, you know, on the educational. So I had the confidence that I could do it now, okay? And so when I did that, I started looking around and trying to set up my test and everything. But what they kept telling me, them and other people, PMI, uh, it, do your test as quickly as you can before the end of the year because it's going to change. They didn't say why, they didn't say how or anything, but there's a new version coming out. That's the only thing that we alluded to there being a Pinbox 7, um, but they still didn't have it, okay? It still was not that far along. They didn't tell me, nobody knew. And so when I went to take the test the very first time, I failed on all three processes immediately, okay? Uh, and when, when, when I, after I got over that little abrupt shock, I saw what had happened and they had changed it to people, process and business. And I thought, we didn't have it like that in that class that I took and paid so much money for. Uh, and so that was a disappointment to me um, and at that time, the book that I had been using from that particular college was not a genuine, genuine PMI book. Okay. I didn't know there was. And so it was just going in blindly to everything. My advice on, on that particular part of the journey is always check online contact somebody that's already in project management but the people at work didn't know what that i was dealing with the lean six sigma people and and everything they didn't know uh and so you know finally after months of trying and looking around on the internet on youtube um and then i i got some things going because i realized okay they must have been talking about agile Little did I know when the previous year, uh, the reason I didn't get my exam in that first year was I got hit in August with a rapid improvement event at the hospital system. And they called me in to be the project data analyst. I mean, because what I do is operations data for clinical, for healthcare. They brought me in so I could help them on this project. But I didn't know at that time, I was getting into an agile project. And, and I fell in love with it, okay? I fell in love with the way the processes were going. And I thought, whoever invented this, they were smart. You know, it didn't remind me of all those 49 processes, you know, those annoying things. And so when I, um, when I was in this from, April, from August to the end of December to get patients out of the hospital quicker, 
at the end of the day, you know, don't wait to the last minute and order an exam, that kind of thing. So that's what we were doing. We did gimbal walks that I was not familiar with and we put stickers all over the board and I didn't know what it was at that time. I didn't know it was called Kanban board um, or anything, but I fell in love with it. And it was more to our real life situations that we go through now. Um, you, you can have all the technical information or education that you want, but mm -hmm. until you use your common sense and your reality of what this is doing, it's not going to apply in mm -hmm. life, right, Phil? Absolutely. You know, so, that, so that's very nice to know um, that you found practical, pragmatic use of what you uh, have been learning, right? Even before, before. the course was over. Yeah. Right. And so when I when I looked and all of a sudden one day, you know, I mean, I was already I went for my second test because hmm. I thought I had enough. I studied whatever that word it said, those words. And I failed again, y'all. And we're talking off. about the agile PMP 2021 exam because a lot of naysayers, a lot of naysayers say people will never fail the PMP exam anymore. And, you know, yeah. I've heard that so many times, Vicky, until you hit me up on YouTube and you right. told me and I created I created one of the PMP exam radio show episodes was as a result of what you shared with me, how you had found it hard twice. So I shared that on the radio show. And that's when you began coming on the journey with us. So what month was that? Was that June, July? When yeah, was it? It was, a, it was about then. And because I wanted to take it for August, you know, I mean, that's, I think it was mm -hmm. in August when I went back mm -hmm. for the test. And at that time, I passed on the business and process modules, but not on people. And I said, me of all people, who is the most people-oriented instructor and working at the hospital person I know, okay? Yeah, because yeah. I know how to deal with them on their level, whatever it might be. Um, and so when I walked out again, I was so disappointed. Oh, well, my buddy Phil, right <laughs> here, he came to the rescue. He said, I can't believe all that, you know? And I said, I have had problem on the people. Hmm. So that's where and that's when we doubled down. Yeah, yeah, that's when you came on the program. You came on the six months uh, program um, on praisia.com and you started the journey with us. And uh, there were some unfortunate events that happened. Life came at you and you were not able to stay on it as you wanted to. But I kept on saying, Vicky, what's going on? You know, and kept on, <laughs> you know, inviting <laughs> you to different things. He, he was hitting me up. I mean, our friend Phil, <laughs> he, he was being diligent. And that's what he will do each of you. If you're in if you're in process of taking your exams, he will stay on top of what you're doing. He watches those exams. <laughs> and, oh, and he sees your progress and he says, what, what's the problem with that particular section? Did you have an issue? Do you need any help? And me, me with my pride, I'd say, no, I don't need to. <laughs> uh, you know, and little did I know, I didn't know. And uh, so that's the way it started. And he was he was the blessing that I was looking for to get myself on the right journey um, and told us what books we needed to study. And, and from that point on, it was it was more real to me. Everything and you know, you know what I was thinking, Vicki? I was thinking the work she does 
is more complex than any of the ITTOs. Even if someone is saying ITTOs are on the exam, which they're not, as they used to be, even if they were, I'm like, she does Excel formulas, crazy macro stuff. She definitely has a high threshold for ambiguity, but it was just bad guidance. You didn't have good guidance. And that college you went to, I wish I could say a thing or two to these colleges. They frustrate me. Hey, if you're taking a master's degree in any college in project management in the United States, you better carefully tread because you may be putting your money into a waste bin, into a sieve. It's so frustrating. Let me just give me a second, Vic. You have to go off on this one. I train, coach, and mentor people from colleges. One of the biggest frustrations is they hand you a book and tell you to go sort it out. And it's a, first of all, it's a crummy book. And secondly, they just leave you free falling. And that's what happened to Vicky. It's so frustrating that yours wasn't a master's degree in project management or bachelor's, but I encounter students on the regular that are so frustrated with it. Ugh, let me not even go there. They're so-called professors. They leave them all alone to figure it out themselves, giving them crummy, dumb papers to write. It's frustrating to me because they're paying thousands of dollars. Like you said, how how many thousands did you fork out for that, Vicky? $4,000. Imagine that. And they still can't get you in ship shape. So when Vicky really came on our program, I was so frustrated to hear how much money she'd spent, all that she'd done. And here we are two, two episodes later. I was so frustrated. But the good thing is, we knew what to do, didn't we, Vicky? We yeah. got you on all of these programs, all of these curricula. That is where you met Chandra as she was mentoring and coaching others to get certified. You were able to join that group of individuals. And then you were on the immersion course, which is how Nicole knows you. And there are many of our awesome alumni uh, on the call or in the process. So why, why don't we hear their voices so that people know that Hey, we got we got a team of people supporting. Hey, there's Diego. There's uh, Frank. Do you want to come on and say a, a quick hello, folks? You want to just give a shout out to Vicky for the awesome job she's done. Hey, Vicky, it's Diego. Hey, uh, your story is encouraging. So I want to thank you for being honest, transparent, and for keep pursuing your dreams. So uh, I'm in the same journey. So hopefully, I can be on the same setting in a couple more months. But a congrats today. That's right, Diego. And the other thing, the little phrase I use is without vision, the people perish. You know, and that's what happens to them that stay on the sidelines and talk about, I'm too old to do this. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, you got to set your vision and your goals, you know, or else it won't happen at all. You go, you're going to get it, Diego. Absolutely. Good to hear from you, Diego. Frank, how you doing? Want to give a shout out to Vicky? Uh, hi, Vicky. Congratulations on your success. Uh, well deserved. Thank you. Worked, you worked so hard for it. Um, for me, I feel highly challenged with this <laughs> singular success. And um, in the spirit of um, jubilation, I have this. You just have your own drink. So I have to <laughs> <you>. <laughs> so, It's going hard to, on that one. <laughs> to, to celebrate your success. Congratulations. Thank and, you, uh, Frank. Uh, Thank you. We wish Thank to, you, to someday uh-huh. we'll, someday we'll hear more success stories. I'm a newbie in the project management space, uh, but um, 
I feel highly challenged you with this uh, wonderful success of yours. Congratulations. I, I, I am glad because that's why I do what I do. Thank you, Frank. Hey, Nicole, you want to give a shout out to, to Vicky? Vicky, as I posted on um, LinkedIn, I, I mean, I'm just so inspired by your story. You know, when we were in the immersion uh, class together, you shared how you, you know, took yourself through college and you just, you do what you had to do, you know, as a, as a wife, as a mom, and you knew you wanted better for your life. You know, you deserve better. And you pushed yourself through all the obstacles, all the people that were holding you down, all the things that came at you. And you you persevered. You kept, you know, pursuing your dream. And you didn't let age or anything stop you and say, hey, let me just sit down now. I'm comfortable. Or, mm-hmm. you know, and for you to keep going after, you know, your, your first and second failed attempt, um, which was not due to your lack of knowledge, but just due to, you know, unforeseen Thanks. circumstances. You know, it just motivates me to not give up, to keep going as well. So I just want to let you know you're your inspiration to so many. Thank, Thank you. Again. Thank you, Nicole. Hey, Chandra, the coach, you want to give a shout out to your mentee who is now a boss? Yes, congratulations, Vicki. <laughs> I am so happy and proud of you. Um, as Nicole was just say, saying there, perseverance. That yeah. means so much i know when we talked um what was that thursday um you were (laughs) looking two days away (laughs) yeah you were two days away you were looking for that last little bit to get you over the hump and i know you put in the work and the time and i just can't say how proud and excited i am for you now the real journey begins (laughs) and what and what word did i ask you what it meant right there when we were closing (laughs) you know assumptions log yeah and, and what what it is is you know sometimes we've got too much pride to ask what a simple word means and you know it just bothered me i said wait a minute i know what assumptions are i make an assumption that you're going to do this it, but when it came to project management and trying to put it in into a, a project in a world of of education mm-hmm. and everything was new and they kept saying uh, use PMI terminology. <laughs> okay, you know, that's what it made me think. Well, does it mean anything different? But she explained it very well. And she gave you some great examples from the world of construction, was it, Chandra? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> when I saw Anne's wall. The important thing was to put it in terms that you know, that right. you understand. And mm-hmm. don't sit there and read that legal. Make it <laughs> your own. Whatever your hobbies are, turn those words around and put them into a context that you can understand. Correct. It's obviously that you did that, Vicki. Congratulations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Chandra, for doing that and for coming back and helping others through the the underground PMP railroad. <laughs> the underground. <laughs> get them out of the crazy PMP dungeon. That's what you did. You joined you joined Vicky to get her out. So thank you for doing that. Let's yeah, hear so let's hear from Lovelace. We see Lovelace and Yolanda. How are you folks doing? Want to give a shout out to your your colleague here? Yes. Hi Phil. Hi everyone. This is Lovelace. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I am so, I am just beaming with excitement <laughs> over here, Vicky. Yeah. Oh, man, we just we just spoke when Thursday, as um Chandra alluded to not too long ago. We just spoke. We went through Shand- uh, Chandra 
mentored, provided some um, lessons learned. We went over um, some of the keywords. And to Vicky's point, you know, when we got to, um, was it the input output, um, got to the assumptions log, Vicky asked questions. Chandra was spot on, provided the, you know, the needed information. We all learned. I can go on and on and on. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Congratulations, Vicky. I am so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. Uh, thank I you am inspired. So <laughs> I'm inspired. Just knowing there were other people out there that knew and understood what I was going through and what I'm actually doing. Because like I said at the very beginning, nobody knew what I was talking about. Mm. You, know, you either became an MBA or you became an operations person. And I've done that for years and years. Uh, you know, are you becoming IT this or whatever? Hearing the words project management certification was never uh, introduced to me until until Mr. Francis told me about it, you know? And he's already been contacted as well on LinkedIn. Uh, he, he yeah. Oh, that's I wonderful. I've done it without all of you because I began to feel loved and I began to feel supported mm -hmm. because people didn't know. It's all, it's all about community. Yeah. Yolanda, I'm not sure if you can come on, but good to see you on as well. If you want to give a shout out, feel free to do that. She raised her hand. I see something down there. <laughs> oh, it says we are super proud of you, Vicky. Oh, that was from Kenya. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's not from her. Okay. She's got her hand raised though. Yolanda may be busy at the moment. She's a busy... Amazon executive, maybe who knows what Jeff has told her to do this time. <laughs> anyway, let, let's let's move on. So let's start asking the questions. Vicky, let's jump into the question about agile versus predictive versus hybrid. What percentage of your exam do you feel was agile and hybrid versus predictive? Can you give us rough approximation? Uh, okay, let's break it down even further, Phil. Let's go Good. down to, you know, the first, second, and third sections, okay? So when I started with the first section, the most thing I saw was Agile. Hmm. And then I started seeing we sh what what you should have done. Uh-oh. Uh, you know, and it was dealing with conflict. Um, hmm. So I would say that was about, that section was about 80% Agile at that wow. section, 80 maybe 90 on the people process mm. and if it, and then so when it went into the next one which was uh, what is it process business yeah. people process uh, business uh, yeah the the people process and business so when i started getting that the technology started changing a little bit i mean the words and it, mm. the terminology changing a little bit and it was becoming a little more difficult but it was still about 60 or 70% Agile, maybe 80. Wow. So Agile was important. And I mean, you'd, you'd heard me talk about Agile so many times, Vicky. So based on what we did in the classroom, how confident did you feel when the questions were, were coming in? How, like, the as you were seeing Agile questions, did you feel confident? How did you feel? Yeah, I feel more confident with it, you know, this time. And this time. It seemed, yeah, and it, it seemed also like the questions were not as long as mm. they were the first two attempts that I had. One of the, because one of the things that I'm 
I mainly complained about was the length of the situational questions. And you, you I know you've said it, Phil, and others that it's predominantly situational, mm. right? And 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 it sure is. But because it doesn't ask you the formulas to write them down, it doesn't ask you to do a graph. Uh, there's different things, so you didn't see that. Uh, but there was all they were all situational, but they were in processes now. Now, so you do have to remember the 10, the 49 processes. You have to remember the orders that they go in, mm -hmm. things like that. I've heard that a number of times, Vicky, and it concerns me <laughs> for two reasons. One is how how deep does one need to go? And um, where does one draw the line to say, don't go overboard? So let's break down. Let's look at the anatomy of a process. Let's go to the whiteboard as we normally do. So Vicky, here's a process, right? Here's a process. Let's talk about the overall definitions of the process. That one, there's no escaping it. You need to understand what you're doing in the process, right? Right. And then you need to know the order of the process. So if there's a P1 and there's a P2, you need to have that mindset of what follows what, right? That's what you're saying, right? And then when it comes to all of this minutia that goes into, uh, you know, the things that go in, the things that go out, and the tools and techniques, how much is too much, Vicky? Can you just advise based on your experience, how much is too much? Um, don't try to read, you know, I know you're... you probably not going to like what I say. <laughs> uh, don't just sit there and look at that chart that they have in PMI book where it shows you the processes. Because mm. You're not getting into the meat of what's going on. You're just looking at words that follow one one order, you know, right after the other one. But you start believing in what's going on over here. And if you put it in an analogy that you know what's going on, you're going to you're going to get it. You know, mm. so I would say, you know, you, you just need to calm it down, I guess, you know, instead of being so intensive, you've got to know them, but you, you just got to know the situation of the process and mm. that's what you're doing. It was a situational question that asked it. And that way you could put the process and say, no, that didn't come first. This comes first or that comes first. Um, and it would ask you documentation purpose you know what purpose what documents you should have gotten what you should have gotten that's what i saw what you gotcha. should have done so gotcha, vicky so you're saying this is not the answer don't sit here like a zombie trying to cram this whole thing right. instead right. understand what is going on and make it practical to a real project so you can explain it from any angle right, right. so what did i do what did i do with all that Bill? tell me <laughs> I used the roadmap. The roadmap. And that roadmap is really more from the people process business, mm -hmm. but it's showing you the order of things and taking some correlation of what exactly happens in the page 25 that we just looked at. So right. it's really like seeing this in a roadmap and saying, what is the what is the sensible sequence of things as opposed to just That's cramming right. the table and writing it out? Yeah. Yes. You can have you can you can follow that book if you need to look at it because you're gonna Phil and I got into a conversation last night about um, the the way that it's set up in the what's it called the outline 
the outline. Yeah. When you're looking at the outline that they have preached at me for two years. <laughs> uh, what it does is it, it it's out of order, and and I couldn't get it. I said, why is it out of order? And it doesn't even tell you where to go. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that, Vicky, just for context. You and I have talked about this before, but let's look at the, the craziness of putting things that you want PMs to think about in out of order. It's ridiculous. So, that, I mean, who right. in their right mind is going to immediately start managing conflict as the first thing in people, except they, they've got a Jekyll and Hyde problem, right? Except they're so inebriated, they have conflict with themselves. Who starts off a project and says, manage conflict so what vicky's saying is in our course in the immersion course we started rearranging stuff and roy and i we came up with the idea of rearranging stuff so that it follows the sensibilities of things and helps people to digest it so that's how you absorb the content vicky isn't it that's, that's exactly what i needed mm -hmm. it, it began to make sense at that point because i could follow the processes easier mm -hmm. and you could know what exactly the pmi was looking for from you Right. Right. So let's right. talk about the exam. So Vicky gets into the exam. She sits down and sees question one. What happened when you saw the first question? Well, it was shorter than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh, and in, instead of having five lines to explain what the situation was, it might have had three. So it was a little mm -hmm. bit easier and it wasn't as intimidating. And do you think, Vicky, I mean, you've been through our training, you've done so much stuff online. My goodness, you took that mock exam. Yeah, no, no, let me brag on you for a second, because I know Chandra started telling people, don't take the mock exam once, take it multiple times. I was really happy that you jumped in that 180 question mark and you took it repeatedly. And I, I couldn't, I, I saw a 90 something. I'm like, wow, she's gone hardcore. This is it. She's got yeah, it. It's in the bag. Because you did it a number of times and you telling me that when you got into the real test, you're like, hmm, I was expecting something more ferocious. And, and let me brag on you further to say it was all above targets, which was night and day compared to last year, the last two attempts that you had. Mm -hmm. So you really put in the time, the effort and the energy. And it's no surprise, right? Hard work and directed work through uh, an expert, it pays off. So let's talk about the pacing. Um, I personally read slow. I don't know about you. Are you a slow reader, a fast reader, Vicky? I can read fast because I am a speed reader, okay? <laughs> I read it, but does it mean I'm catching the details that I need to do, mm. do, the, do to study? I learned that from my youngest son, you know, where mm. they diagnosed with attention deficit disorder when he was in junior high. Uh, and and they told me they said read the they they, they said what they taught him was that they um, we had to go to summer school mm -hmm. and the teacher said does he speed up when he's playing drums when y'all are playing you're you can associate with this film uh -huh. and and I said yes he does he was uh, <laughs> you know he was and so he speeds up well that's what happens in our brain mm. we're we're trying to hurry up and get through it right. Well, what he was doing, she said, uh, she gave if she gave him three paragraphs to read and then answer a question. She said she gave him the first paragraph and asked him a question. Then she read the second paragraph and gave him a question because he was trying to read it so fast, you know. Ah. So your body is getting into that, your head is getting in that speed reading mode. 
if you're speed reading, I also saw something, Phil, I think that you had, I saw it this, this week. It said, study the first line, look at the first line, look at the middle, and then look at the end. Right? Right. Okay. So, so what I found myself doing was, okay, I'm going to, I skim it, I speed read it, you know, the few lines. Then I started at the very bottom. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I, I saw the question. I would read the question. So I highlighted it on the screen. And then I started at the bottom of the, the answers and see real quick. Okay, I'm hiding that. I want to see mm-hmm. start. what makes sense in these answers. Oh, that's crazy. That don't even make sense at all. <laughs> yeah. And I would scratch it out. So when I really comprehended what I just read, I could go back down and some were marked out already because I knew it was stupid. Gotcha, gotcha. That's Thanks for sharing that. I often say Vicky knows my videos better than I know them. So the video you talked about, it was because of you, I reposted that video. That video was actually a year plus old, but a couple of days ago, I reposted it. So I've put that in the in the chat uh, for people to grab. And um, I'm also going to post it in the in the uh, YouTube. And um, uh, Kenya says, we're, we're super proud of you. So Kenya, we're waiting for you to uh, jump on one of these days and uh, hopefully we'll we'll get great news of your exam because she was with you in the Atlanta PMI group, so study group that you folks had. Spe- speaking of which, Vic, which Vicky, let, let's talk about let's talk about the elephant in the room. I, I I have to bring it up. So a lot of people are obsessing over this and saying, "Oh, it's going to uh, keep me alive." Yeah. Is this, what do you have to say about this? <laughs> Don't even touch it. <laughs> There's no need to even touch it. You know, if you've got Phil. You've got it, okay. And all the only thing it does to, did, that it did for me, it made things in the sixth edition a little more understandable. But what you're going to do is you're going to get in that car and start driving it, and you're not going to know how to change the oil. You're not going to know whether, whether the oil, whether the tires going flat, or what is that light for, because it doesn't go into any kind of details to tell you what is this paragraph about. Exactly. It tells you to be nice to people, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so it's good. It's a good overall. This is how you should be as a project manager mm-hmm. or principles do in your meeting room. Yeah. When you're yeah. sitting there with a Kanban board, how are you <laughs> going to explain some of this? And let's be honest, Vicky, <clears throat> the proof of the pudding is in the eating, right? If people really appreciate something, they're going to lap it all up. It's, and you can relate to this, Vicky. When you cook what your kids love, they lap it all up. And then when you give them the greens, <laughs> they're like, uh, you know, they, they don't want to go for it. This is an example of how you think it's a great dish until, you know, have, has any of your kids ever said, I like it, mom. And you can tell they don't because the food is exactly as you left it, heaped up. This is how this thing is. No one's touching it. People are like, oh, it's so small. Yay. But no one's no one's really using it. No one's using it. No one's using it to teach, train, mentor, educate on the level that the behemoth is being used. And that's why people are having palpitations over, is this going away? <laughs> I better go get my copy before I can't get it anymore because... Like you said, Vicky, this is the substance. You don't know how to change the oil. You don't know how to, you know, change a tire. They're just telling you, well, make sure you do it. 
but how do you do it? And, you know, this is where I just have to go off one more time on, on PMI because you can learn even from things that aren't that great. So safe, right? Let's talk about safe for a second. It's not that great. I'm not a huge fan of safe. Yeah, I hate safe. But what PMI needs to learn from safe scaled agile framework is people like process. They like order. I'm not saying the process is good, but if you give people a whole dollop of principle and you don't give them process, they're not going to like it. They're going to be like, okay, at least show me how I can change the oil. Show me how I can put gas in. I don't even know where the gas is. You know, show me. That's the problem with this. It just does zero. It does zero for you. So when people are looking at safe and, you know, they say they don't like it, I don't like it either. But what PMI needs to learn is, I think they're almost throwing away their legacy in this. This has five process groups, 10 knowledge areas, 49 processes, right? It's kind of overkill. But if they had preserved that, more people would have understood and found value from this, you know, like safe. It has so much redundancy in the, you know, it's almost like waterfall in sprints, you know, and the people who, who are the safe fans, I don't care. They can say whatever they like. I hate safe, but we can learn something from what isn't that great, you know, in my mind, because I don't believe you can scale agile. I believe you can scale a framework, but you can't scale a mindset. People either have the mindset or they don't. But what PMI needs to learn is they're throwing away their birthright. So the stuff in here, it just needed to be toned down a little bit. Right. All right, Vicky. Anyway, it, let me it, let me get off my soapbox. <laughs> the way that I would explain it, Phil, it needs to be keep it, keep it all. But I mean, sometimes it's just way overkill and the repetition that you see takes away from what you could be learning for your real deal you know, right repetitions of stuff um in, in case in point a few seconds ago my son was in here and he's an engineer he was in the navy uh and so he has the technical skills and understood and he's also one that started uh a, a power plant in whitesburg where a georgia power plant that they were building and so my nephew and him started together to start this startup plant so he knows all about project management in in that sense you've got to be real about it okay and so when you just don't overkill 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 i showed him the processes a few seconds ago right, mm. right when we got here i looked at the top i said now i said this roadmap is how i got through and I said, but look at the top of this. See the five processes? I said, this this outline, when they started with manage conflict, I said, it threw me way off. And I said, it just didn't tie together. Mm-hmm. I showed him on the 10 processes. I said, look, when we look at the five processes that we, not, we've got, we know that we've got to do to get this project done, whether it's engineering, whether it's hospital related or whatever it is. And what do you really got to do? You start out with those first five, right? Mm-hmm. Then you're starting me into detail. Okay, well, then when you get your knowledge areas over there, okay, that to me is don't forget this process. Don't exactly. Forget that. Don't forget. You've got to remember all that. But a lot of the stuff in there. And I'm, I'm sure your son got it from the five process groups. He got he, it, right? He got it immediately. I said, Immediately. Right. I said, how can you have a conflict to manage if you don't have the people? Exactly. And he got it immediately. And you can't so, do that. So trying to find follow it in that order is 
So yeah, it's it's crazy. So I think what the takeaway for people and and PMI, if you're watching, because I know you watch my videos and I know you can't stand what I have to say, but I, I always say the truth. But but I, I think people need to not forget the, the five process groups and the 10 knowledge areas. Like Vicky's saying, at that level, it is value for people. The seventh edition is not as much value as it could have been because it just tells you to be nice and to be be a diligent, respectful and caring steward. All right. How do how do I manage cost? Just tell me how do I just give me an idea. Just give me a direction instead of just leaving me free falling. So, so for those who are, are new to this whole dialogue, my recommendation is downloading this free cheat sheet and just get the essence of what is being done. Yeah. Instead of looking at page 25 blind, and you probably know this, Vicky, you've seen this one. So it, this just breaks it down into easy to understand English, right? So wow. I'm, go- I'm going to take this and put this in the uh, chat. But then again, I want to go back to what Vicky was saying about this roadmap, because then you have to take what is on page 25 and you have to make sense of it in logical order, like what I'm showing on the screen right here. This is how you actually would do it in the real world, right? And then when you get to the exam, it just becomes a natural flow of, all right, I know where this is in the process. I do this early or I do this late or I do this midway along the way and stuff such as that. So Vicky, tell us, how many breaks did you end up taking uh, in the exam? And did you feel stressed? At the end of each section? Um, sort of, but, but I was going along. What I did, I started setting my pace, looking at the clock, because the first thing I asked them in the um, reception area, I said, do you know how it breaks down, what time you're taking a break? Which questions, how many questions is it doing per, per section or is it doing per minute? There was nothing about the sections that mm-hmm. they did. Each one of them had 60 or 61 so that gave me the idea then i didn't know that at first okay i mean i could have i got my little whiteboard thing that they gave me and i counted up okay i just did 61 questions i wrote that down then i saw how many were left and i said okay somehow that group is going to be divided and i have another break in between i didn't know it was going to be identically the same number Mm. 61. when you're looking at that you can pace yourself a little bit easier uh, and um, so the questions seem to be the same length in the situation. Okay. In the first section. In the second section, it got a little bit more lengthy. And in the third section, even so. And that's where it got kind of scary. Mm. It's like that's where you need to know those processes mm-hmm. uh, in the business world and what happens in business and contracts mm. or something. But I started pacing. I looked at that clock and I could figure it out. Um, okay, I'm in what minutes right now? Mm. And the second part, at least you've got it's sort of like, like like burn down and burn up charts. Okay, you push that. I've already got that many done. Um, and you can see, okay, I need to calm down a little bit. <laughs> And slow down because I, I got a little bit of time, you know. Mm. I, how, I mean, how many minutes did you have at the end of it all, like left? I surprised myself. I tell you what, that sounds southern too, doesn't it? I mean, I just <laughs> out there. Um, but when hap- what happens is uh, you're, you're scared at the very beginning because you know that there are 280 questions. Now, the other, I, I think that's what it was, isn't it? 280 or 180, whatever. Okay. At first, you're, you're kind of like, how am I going to get that many done in that many minutes? Mm-hmm. 
I had four minutes left. Wow. I didn't, in, in the first attempt and second attempt, I still had maybe 20 or oh. left when I took hmm. it the first time. Uh, and then the second time I took it and just went through and answered questions as quick as I could because I mm-hmm. knew to answer them all. But this time I didn't have that kind of um, feeling of pressure because I was moving right along smoothly and just stayed stayed diligent. Well done. I'm so proud, Vicky. So talk, talking about the quiz, the, the mock exams that you took with us, did you find those to be more challenging than the real one or what? Yes, I did. Yes, I did at first. I mean, that, and that's what I found out, you know, until you do it over and over. Uh, and that's where the, the key was, was developing your speed, doing those mock exams. Mm-hmm. But enter, do this, do this as a favor to yourself. The way that I did it, when he asked me one day, he says, why haven't you finished the mock exam? <laughs> I said, well, because I've been doing it on paper. <laughs> And so what that does, give yourself a chance, you know, to look at uh, the the quiz, the quiz itself. You're being timed. You know it's going to stop on you and all that. So you feel a little pressure. Okay, now get the paper out of the immersion book that he has started. What? How, how many months ago that was? Yeah, just last month. So the people, some of the folks on the call, they were in the class with you. So the immersion book. Yes. You know. You did all of the quizzes in there as well and hit yeah. some of those things. So that's what you want to do is interject paper quizzes. Mm. You can comprehend the, the question better. Even mm. if you have to change your words in there yourself. You're, oh, I know what that means. Well, you know, you'll get a better grasp of it because you're not trying to rush through the question. Yeah. That way you can pick the answer and you can look and it it just helps you a lot. So then when you go back to take the timed quiz that he has in there, you're more familiar with the patterns. You're more familiar with the way it sets up the questions. Absolutely. Great stuff. And I'm looking, Vicky, here at how you double down on the quizzes like two weeks ago. And that's what people need to learn um, don't just take a mock exam once. Like this mock exam of ours, take it as many times as you can. Um, <clears throat> Vicky hit it three times. She got in the 90s on her third try. And honestly, I believe that really contributed. The thing I like about what she did, she didn't just rest and say, oh, I'm in the 80s and I'm not taking it again. No, she took it again. And the more you take it, the more your aptitude and your ability to navigate the exam is being heightened and developed. So I'm really excited to see you are a product of the process. Well done. We got a question from our buddy. You have a question? I think Nicole had a question first. Nicole, do you have a question? No, I was just going to echo what you said about the seventh edition. Ah, got you, got you. We'll we'll leave the PMI alone because I know they don't like me. They don't like me talking about it. I'm a troublemaker. Frank, yeah, questions? I have to start over. I have to yeah. start over. No, no, no. You don't. So you don't. You don't. No, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, you've been, have you been studying the seventh, Nicole? Yeah, that's the course I paid um, at a very prestigious university. And uh, we did it using the seventh. And, oh, my gosh. Um, I'm a new project manager. So, I mean, I was like, okay, let me do this course. Ah. And I, I left, I mean, everybody in the class was like, they threw their hands at it. Like, um, we had to read 
the whole book each week oh we my kind God. of really crammed, but we just didn't have the substance to go to do our jobs well the good thing nicole is you, now you've heard what vicky has to say and i know you've been one of my most honorable students going through this and adding value to us by showing us stuff that we could actually improve on so i know that you are involved in the process so just keep reading the book right I keep will. hammering the book keep doing the questions and yeah you're going to do just great just don't don't go to the seventh that's always no, 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 no. <laughs> alluding to what she was just saying about a course for pembot seven and i thankfully i didn't do that but but how I got interjected into that was PMI has chapters all over the United States. And what I get hearing was to join a chapter near you and get a study group. Well, the whole first year I was a part of it, there were no study groups that I could find. I mean, I didn't know what was going on, but we were going through COVID, okay? So there weren't any that were happening is what I found out later. And I got involved enough that they finally started, uh, I guess I asked them a lot, uh, but uh, I said, I need a study group. Thankfully, I came up on your all the groups here. So, but, but what I started with and I looked at it, I said, okay, they're starting off with PMBOK 7. And the whole 10 weeks was about PMBOK 7. So I sit there for uh, uh, several hours once a week and they would bring in different speakers that came from the old school or the old editions or whatever. And they were giving PowerPoints that weren't relevant to that. It didn't feel like, okay, they were explaining things and I'm thinking, I've already taken this test twice and I don't see what they're talking about in the test that I've taken. So I felt like it was, I don't want to use negative words like deception or anything like that. And I won't, but uh, what I mean is that it, it's, it, it alluded to something that's not in the test at this moment. It will be, mm. but not right now. And so to me, well, <laughs> I met I met I met some good people and got some good links and hyperlinks and things like that. Different ideas from people about which course, which tests, whose whose programs they were using and things like that. So that's when I went off on a little tangent every now and then. I had to check it out, you know, see what was going on. And when I found out that it was the Pinbox Seven, I said, "This is not even going to be on the exam." And here I was in that group, Nicole, and you know, it's not really on there. Um, and but you're going to need it if you it depends on how long you're going to mm-hmm. before you and, exam. and just so you know um vicky i'm keeping an eye on the youtube um chat and kenny is just being honest and saying she concurs with you and and it's true and you know people don't like hearing the truth they think pmi is made up of little gods that never make a mistake no people make mistakes in organizations if steve jobs could make a mistake and be fired from his own company people need to wake up and smell the coffee pmi has made huge blunders in in coming out with this you know it's it's half baked i anyway let's just move on because it's not it's we know we know no value but nicole thank you for sharing that frank did you have a question or you, is it um should we get together often and talk about it should i give you a call yeah do, do give me a call but i have a question for here um I know, you know, Vicky, what you said uh, about the PM book is um, sometimes we feel good when we hear what we want to hear. So I do not have plan to read them. 
I think I, I mentioned that yesterday in first class. Yeah, I, don't, did. I do not have intention to read them. Uh, my intention is to concentrate fully on the classes of few. I don't intend to miss any class or any session like this to pick some values. And um, if at the end of the day I'm successful with the exam, um, I recognize that Finn has said that um, the sixth edition is the end thing. I don't plan to read it, but when I qualify, uh, I'll make Which pages, which pages, Frank, did I tell you to read yesterday? Did you make a note? Page yes, five. Five, five to three to uh, five, six, three or something like that. What did I say you should do? Find a quiet place, speed read it. Just yes. like Vicky said, she speed read it. And that's why I put the video in the chat. Yeah. So if you are my brother from the same mother, which you are in some way, I would say, bro, <laughs> pick up that thing. What's it going to cost you to spend four hours in a library? Just say, this crazy guy failed. My crazy brother feels that I need to read this thing. Let me go into the library, lock myself up for four hours and speed read this thing. Just do it. Because I wouldn't want us to lose money in the family. You get what I mean? And this is a family right here. Like Vicky is my sister. People don't know. Yeah. We're, we're brother and sister so I don't want anyone to waste their money yeah, read so. the thing I know it might feel torturous but I gotta be honest with you in all of the organizations I've been to all of the government agencies like NASA, the FBI the US Army, the Air Force when I go into companies and I advise them on what I think they could do in project management it's not from head knowledge and it's not from experience alone. It's knowing the intricacies of the behemoth. And it's knowing the intricacies of this thing right here. These two. I, I don't need, I've gone to the point, I don't even need to open them. I, I can tell you the pages where everything is. That is not because I'm a trainer, but it's because I truly believe in adding value to companies I'm associated with. Which if you really want to... Go which, with it. which one would you rather get on a missile <laughs> be an astronaut with? Would you want to have, have the knowledge of the Pembox 6 or 7? Oh, please, Vicky, of course. <laughs> let, let me tell you what people... Want, let, you, know. you know what people don't know? You know what people don't know, Vicky? The 6th edition is not without Agile. People, people often, people often blast the sixth edition. It's too big. It's useless. It's a big hairy monster. I didn't even open it. Well, shame on you, PMP, if you didn't even open it. If you heard your buddy fail, talk about it. Now, let me show you where the gold is. If you open up every chapter from chapter four forward, oh my goodness, I, I've been on my soapbox too long because there's a question that I need to get to from Chandra that we're going to get to. But let me, let, me, let me get off my soapbox on this one and we'll get to it. It's at the beginning of every chapter. My goodness, bless the people that wrote the sixth edition because they were on some sensible wavelength. It's almost a futuristic version of sorts because if you go to a page, talk about value. Go to page 72. Key concepts for integration management. Why wouldn't you want to know the key concepts? Of course you should read it. Then go to page 73, trends and emerging practices in project integration management. Any project manager that doesn't 
look for trends and emerging practices, they need to be in PMP jail. <laughs> they need to be locked up because this is the future. How do you how do you call yourself a PMP and you don't know trends and emerging practices? It's a disgrace. Now turn the page to 74 and take a look. Everyone was saying, oh, the seventh edition is great because it has a tailoring chapter. Give me a break. Sixth edition, page 74, it says tailoring considerations for integration. And then here's the coup de grace. Here's the big piece. Page 74 at the bottom. Considerations for agile. Oh, my. That's it. That, that was the coup de grace. That just killed any obstacles, any opposition that say sixth edition has no agile. Look at it. Considerations for agile or adaptive environments in integration. And it's not just chapter four. It's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. 10 chapters of prime value. And it all has agile listed in it. And that's, you know, when I think back on the course that I took at the college, I don't, that, that only came up as a, it kind of floated out in the water, you know, uh, as when, it, when they spoke about agile, you know, so they focused so much on the processes that it, it was there. Let's be but, honest, Vicki. How I, many times have you seen I, agile in this book? Like, should I tell you how many times it's been in this book, agile? Two or three. And it, it, it's in passing. Never, they didn't even give you the lay of the land about the agile manifesto. Not even the full values of the Agile Manifesto, let alone the principles. Right. You so, know, so... Yeah, so my question is, when is a good time to start taking the mock? The mock exam, after you've been through the Agile piece, Frank, so we're, we're on Agile, right? And I know, so Frank is a CSPO and a CSM, so he knows quite a, a lot. I'll say that, have you read the Agile Practice Guide, Frank? Not yet. I would advise you to start looking at it because you need to get into what the CSM and the CSPO doesn't. So the PMI have a lot of it. So, you know, the CSM, Ken Schwaber, when he was with the Scrum Alliance, because he started off, the heavy emphasis is on is on Scrum. But right. in the Agile Practice Guide, the emphasis is on agnostic Agile. And that, even though it's buried in some parts of the CSM training, there's a whole lot of stuff that they don't go into that you do need to know. So my recommendation as far as our mock exam, give it up, give it to four weeks because uh, this week we started off with agile. Next week, we're going to do more agile. Week three is when we begin bringing out the behemoths, the, the sixth edition. And I touch on the principles of the seventh, but by week four, you'll be in a much better state to take it on. I have other quizzes though, Frank. So let's talk after. I'll show you where the other agile quizzes that you can begin working on are. And um, uh, I saw some that is, I think, beginner intermediate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So play with that and get a hundred yeah. on those, and just do do all of them. You'll be in great shape. But, okay. I did the intermediate because I got it. I'll do it again. Nice, do it. Very good. But Vicky has been on the journey for quite a while, and she was following all sorts of quizzes. We have forty-nine quizzes for each process in the learning system. So all of that stuff she did. But I know folks here are looking to get uh, some knowledge and some information about uh, the exam. So if you've got any questions, you can start asking them. 
I want to talk about a question that came in, a reminder from Chandra. Uh, and the reminder is really about your accessibility um, um, experience with Pearson. So here's the deal. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you open up the PMP exam, this is going to be a long session. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you open up the PMP exam handbook, right? PMP exam handbook, it talks about considerations for people who may have certain medical conditions or things that have been uh, certified with a qualified doctor to say, Phil has ADHD, give him more time, or Phil has mobility issues, or whatever the, the case may be, and you can approach the PMI and request additional time. So Vicky, do you want to talk about it based on that? Oh, yes. Um, so, so what I did when I heard Phil say about the accommodations, he said it like, well, people usually just fly by that when they're doing the application for the PMI exam, if you don't feel like you have anything. Okay, after I took the test, I realized I had something, but I didn't know what it was. Okay, so when it said accommodations that you might consider is if you have problems reading, if you fast or grasping things or attention deficits or anything like that, that you might want to seriously consider it. So I did. And I looked, I, I went to this page and I logged in to, you know, to, to get the papers to apply for accommodations from PMI. And it gives you all the instructions about what you need to do. You have to have the person that can diagnose you with attention deficit disorder. And trust me, I just, I was 69, and this, this was just in October last year that I got this. So it's not something you have to know as a child that you had, it's something that you have as an adult that might help you to do it. Um, which explains a lot of my hyperactivity and why I'm go, go, go all the time, you know. Uh, so it also had issues in there about physical things. Okay, well, I have back issues. A lot of you probably do. That starts around 28 years old anyway. And, and you have issues where you can't sit still long enough, you know, to comprehend. And it starts wearing on your body when you can't focus on the questions because your back is hurting or your shoulder or your hand or whatever. So I went ahead with it and I applied for it in October. And the, the psychologist that I worked with at the hospital, um, he did it for me um, over the phone, over the uh, video. And my, my primary care physician, you know, went along with that all as, as well. So I did have a valid reason to require more hours than what they automatically give you. Did you hear that? They will give it to you, mm -hmm. okay? And you can grasp, you can get more hours. They will ask you about how much you think you might need, you know, kind of thing. Or if you physical handicap, you know, for sitting too long, it hurts your back or whatever. Um, so when you do that, um, you've got to go through such a process. And I submitted all the documents. I actually was doing it on one of the PMI chat uh, messages and on the 25th of October, and it, they got all the documentations. They said, oh yes, we've got it all. We, you know, just, I processed it right through the chat instead of sending it by email mm -hmm. and they got it. I, I checked back on the 28th, they had it. They said it is good. Okay, that was in October. Last week, I went ahead to check 
to see if everything was copacetic. Do you have this? Do you have that? I didn't even have an email from them that I had received, except for one that said they got it on the 28th. Well, they said they had to go through this five business days in the review board to see if I got approved. And I didn't hear anything. When I got back on the message chat Friday before last, um, I told this guy, I said, I have already submitted all this and I'm wondering what do I need to have in my hands when I go to the testing center? He said, nothing. I said, what? He said, you don't, you know, we, we'll take care of this. And so, so anyway, but you're going to have to wait another five business days. I said, uh, you had it since October 25th and I've got the case number and I printed that in the chat message. He found it. He, he pulled two more people into that chat message and the person came on and my name Muhammad and he said everything is good you've got your accommodations approved on October 28th and he gave me he sent me an email that I found about an hour later in my email that said you're good to go all you need to do is show up at Pearson with your drivers your your government ID and you know your your case note your um I, PMI number. So I had all of that. And I walked in yesterday morning and at 7.30 and gave her the information. And I said, so do you see it in your chart that I have permission for extra hours for accommodation? She said, there's nothing on your chart. I said, um, it's... <laughs> It's supposed to be, and here's the letter. I showed her the letter. She said that was the first time she had ever seen a letter from PMI. <laughs> uh, and I said, well, it's supposed to be there. She said, well, unfortunately, and this, you know, when that starts, <laughs> you're not gonna be able to do that today. You will have to reschedule your exam. And don't forget y'all, this was the third attempt, which means what? Hmm. Three strikes and you're out. That's your that's your last attempt without going back through what the 35 credit hours and stuff. So here I was with with only three days for you know just this much time. And she says, You're gonna have to reschedule your Pearson exam. I said, You Crazy. don't understand. I only got till the April 27th. Hmm. Okay. I didn't have a choice, Phil, but to go, I just said, I can't fix the system. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have enough energy to get mad about it. I just got to deal with what I have to deal with and make it work. So, you know, the thing also, and I, before I tell you that, the thing also, they have lockers in the room, in the in the reception area, and you're given a locker with a big old board on it, stuff like that. I walked in first because I thought they had a water fountain in the building. So I didn't take a bottle of water in. Uh, Marisol said the other day she took her some snacks in and stuff like that so I took that for my my advice and I took a little bag and I took in take it took some um, like energy bars granola bars or something mm -hmm. so I walked in there with that but I didn't take the water oh. and when I, when I got in there uh, I looked came out on my first break and I was so thirsty and I didn't find a water cooler oh my I god had, well, I, I, you know went to the bathroom and you know all that but I said, uh, excuse me, do y'all have a water fountain? No, we don't have it. Oh. Okay. I said, well, I've got a bottle of water out there in my car, out in my truck. Can I go out there and get it and come right back in? No, ma'am, you cannot go. Oh. I said, how am I going to get, you know, she said, well, we have bathroom sinks that have water. Oh. I said, okay. 
So I'm telling y'all this because this is reality. Yeah. And and I said, uh, she said, but we can go out there to your truck or your vehicle and get it. Ah. So I had to hand her my keys. Oh, okay. Hey, okay. She went out there. I said, it's in my seat in a, pla- in a brown plastic bag out there. And she brought it back in. That was so kind of her. And that is, yeah. that that defies convention. So I know the poor people that work for Pearson, they're caught in the middle of this crazy crossfire. Yeah. A lot of it is just like you said, a bad system. How could you since October say I need accommodations and they haven't done what they should to translate? I, I just don't like talking about these things because people say girls always going off on, on, on PMI and Pearson. And I expect I- better, <laughs> but I'm, I'm so grateful that the, the lady who was there could help you get water. Do you know what it means to sit down for a 230 minute exam right. and be thirsty? Talk about mental distraction and draining you emotionally. So I'm really glad that she, I, I didn't even know this story, Vicky. So I'm glad you're sharing this. Thank you for sharing that because like you said, it's real life and yep. stuff happens in these crazy places. And look yeah. how much time that took out of the 10 minute break that I had. You know, you, you, you've got to stay on target with your time, you know, and walk back in. So yeah. You deal with that as well. Yeah. So are there any other questions? Because what we're waiting for is for you to ask questions. This is a session for you to ask questions. Any questions or concerns that you would like us to address? Further questions. It's me again. <laughs> Go for it. Um. So Vicky, um, were there any questions? Uh, I, I know you mentioned like the contract types. Were there like situational questions where you had to um, like answer, I would use this type of contract versus that type? So just a word of caution, we're gonna keep it as high level as okay. possible because okay. the PMI, they rightfully tell us that we're not able to disclose as much. So we wanna keep whatever we're saying at a really mm-hmm. macro high level. So. Vicky, the way I would like to answer that question is, um, are contracts anything to be concerned about? Is a yes or no, without going into too much detail. What would you say? It's minimal. And your your what I found, Phil, was the questions that in your mock exam, if you've got them on paper, my head went immediately back to that being on there. You know, as far as the understanding of you, your... Um, you're at this stage, they, they've already got everything. What do you do with all these people? You know, they're asking questions, you know, are you going to train them or go back or what are you mm-hmm. doing? Like, you know, that I think that was in your book. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's stuff like that in there as far as contracts. And, yeah. you know, are you um, going to file a claim or yeah. or something? What would you do legally? And I like also like to say this because we've had so many lessons learned that um, it's gotten to the point where I'm aware that everyone's exam is different. So there's some people who wouldn't get a grain of a question on contracts. And then you have someone that says, procurement was heavy for me, it was big. So you got to take it with a grain of salt. All I will say is if you're on any of the programs, trust me, if you've heard all that I've had to say within the confines of the program that we're in, pay attention to it. So contracts, I would absolutely know what they are. Fixed price, cost reimbursable time and materials, page 77. If you haven't read page 77 in the Agile Practice Guide that has the Agile type of contracts, right? Procurements and contracts. And it goes into quite a bit. And I I quite like the coverage here. I would recommend reading it because everything is fair game. The PMI, they don't take prisoners. So you got to understand 
the PMP exam question bank is like a bottomless pit of questions. They're always manifest. There's always a crazy professor in the lab coming out with more questions. So even if you hear from five people and they tell you agile was 90%, agile was 70%, you'll always get that outlier. One in five or one in 10 that will say, Phil, without this, I would be toast. I had a student a couple of weeks ago who was on the immersion program. And this student went in with a bad, just an unfortunate mindset. It was an unfortunate mindset. And uh, if you're tuned to the videos on YouTube, you would read his comments. And he said, Phil, first time was terrible. I ended up doing a page 25 dump and that just messed up my head. And everything was messed up. There were other things that happened at Pearson that contributed to his un unstable uh, mindset. And he, he, he didn't pass it. He failed it. He failed the exam. But he went in two days later with a good mindset. Th think about that. Think about that. I, I have to look into the camera. People who are saying, I need to spend another one year preparing. No, you don't. You just got the bad mindset going in. He had a bad mindset going in and he failed. He went in on a, what was it? A Tuesday, failed. Went in on a Thursday and killed it with all above targets. How do you explain that one? The reason why I'm saying this is it's about the mindset. If you're in the right mindset, you could go in with the same amount of knowledge. He didn't study anything different, you know, and his performance even though he hit our mock exam and he didn't pass it, because I always say, pass our mock before you go into the real thing. He didn't pass our mock, but he got a score that other people have gotten and passed the real exam. So he told me, I'm like, there's definitely something was wrong with the mindset. And he said, yeah, it was the mindset. So um, to Nicole's question, you could get questions on anything. Just make sure you have the right mindset to tackle it. That's all I'm saying. Make sense? Somebody, I don't know if it was you, Nicole, or somebody else that we were on, on last week said some, they kept asking about the risk, how much was, mm -hmm. how many questions were on risk, and she was yeah. on the issue. Um, and, the, you know, the main thing I found out was to know the difference between what's a risk and what's an issue, and what stage in the game are you at right now, you know, in that situation. That's a good, good, good one to emphasize, Vicky. Any other questions? Any other concerns? I don't want to keep you longer than you need to be here. So if you've got the value you need, you can just hop off and, and that's fine. But if you have any questions that you want us to address, because Vicky and I can talk from now till tomorrow. I mean, we just talk and we're both musicians. So we got problems <laughs> with that as well. So, you know, we, we've talked about creating a song about the PMP exam and we both like the blues. So who knows, you, you might hear B.B. King <laughs> remix about the PMP exam or something. But any any questions before we jump off or any comments to finalize this? I want to see who Fabian is. So Fabian is our, our friend from... Uh, Fabian, when did you join us? You want to talk to us? You've been on the journey for a while and I'm I'm always getting to Fabian's email. Fabian, when are, when are we doing this thing? But I know that uh, life has come at Fabian and... Uh, I know that she's been busy, but Fabian is in our Facebook group. Okay. Uh, yes. now, so. <laughs> Fabian, you want to? Yeah, I'm just listening very quickly, um, and I'm just tuning in. I haven't not. Um, I need to get back on the horse, so to speak. So. I'm watching you. Wait a minute. <laughs> I know it. So. Let's do it, Fabian. Let's do it. All right. Get me Does up, Fabian and let's get you back on yet? the wagon. Does Fabian have a date yet? 
I don't. I don't have a date yet. That's your like hold up. Oh That's yeah. That's your hold definitely. up. You've got to get that date. Got to get the date. Yes. <laughs> so hit me up and let's jump on the wagon again. Any other questions? I don't. I don't want to keep you any further if uh, you got the value that you need. Any concerns, comments, ideas? Permit me to drop off at this juncture. Say that again, Frank. Yeah. Permit me to leave at this at this point. Thank you, Frank. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much. Good to see you, buddy. I'll give all you a right. call and we can touch base on those things. All right. Yeah, sure thing. All right. Take care then. Feel free, feel free to contact me as well. Okay. Thank you very much. Anybody you know on here, they can contact me. Um, Thank yeah, hit Vicky up on LinkedIn so you'll find her on LinkedIn. There are not a lot of people with that last name on LinkedIn. Okay. Wise Cup. Cool. He's very wise. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, my friends. Well, that's about it. We're going to let our friends on YouTube hop off the wagon as well. If uh, there are no further questions, uh, we got um, Kenya said, How many hours did you study? Weekdays, weekends? Give us a little idea about that vicky how many hours did you study a day on average God. like the last few months leading to the to the it day depended on whether it was the weekend or the nighttime because i would come home so much so exhausted on monday night through thursday night and then friday i just ready to crash out um because i work in uh, different hours at the hospital which is always hard to deal with about putting in four hours per day or two hours per day um, but on the weekends, I could put in anywhere from five to six hours a day, like on Saturday and Sunday, uh, if I didn't have something that was urgent happening, you know, like when my son was in the hospital. Mm, okay. Uh, things, you know. Okay. We've got another one from Kenya here. Kenya says, uh, Vicky, did you use your scratch sheet? Did you get a scratch sheet? Yes, I did. I didn't use it for um, the only thing I used it for. I had a couple of EVM things that showed the percentage. And the first time it was catching me off guard because it was worded just a little bit different. But I went, oh, I know what it's doing now. Hmm. 550,000 uh, divided by 500,000, you know, stuff like that. And hmm. I did that on the whiteboard that I had um, and, you know, just did it like that. And they did give me a calculator this time. Mm, okay. Um, instead of having to use the online, so that was good. Mm -hmm. so, and you know, just keeping up. And sometimes, if I had a question about something, I would make myself a note, okay. and that way I could remember to go back to it. But as far as doing form, a lot of formulas and stuff, it wasn't that much I had to do. Good, good, good. And Kenya found value from what Chandra said, and and Kenya said that's my hold up. Yeah. My hold up is the date. You got to fix the date. So Fabian, take 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 a cue from what Chandra just shared. You got to fix a date. Fix a date. I also want to say for people struggling to do things on our, on their own, if you were in in a study group and you don't have oversight, you don't have mentoring, you don't have training, you don't have coaching, I put these vehicles out there to help you. It's on prazion.com or projectmanagementdoctor.com, all right? Right now, you heard Frank, he is on the call and a lot of our other friends on the call. They've been into a masterclass. Join the latest masterclass. If you can't be on the masterclass that gives you the full 35 hours, join the half day boot camp. We call it the immersion. A lot of our friends here are from the immersion. If you cannot join the immersion, then do the on demand. There's really no excuse. Now I hear people say, well, but Phil, it's too expensive. I want a $5, $10 course. $10 is gonna give you a whole lot of work to do on your own. So it's penny wise, pound foolish, right? 
if you're trying to cut costs by jumping on a course that only costs a few bucks, you're going to have to do the work one way or the other, or you're going to have to sweat, or you're going to maybe end up failing the course, uh, failing the exam, and then you, you're going to start looking for a way out. Don't do that. It doesn't make sense. If you have someone helping you, coaching you, training you, giving you the materials you need, full dedication, that's fine. But if you're swimming through the swamp on your own, it don't make sense. It, it just doesn't. So all my friends out there, guys and girls, who don't like asking for directions, you heard what Vicky said in the beginning, find someone to help you, all right? The link is praiseon.com. Just go there. Go there. Phil, the other thing before we get off here, um, you know, when I was asked about how many hours did you study, I studied every hour that I was driving to work. That, mm. was, that would be at two and a half hours, you know, every Monday through Friday that I was listening to Phil talk in my ears. <laughs> uh, and then, yes, I did put Phil in my ears a few times when I was going to sleep. Uh, you know, not that he was boring, but it was, <laughs> I needed to brainwash my head. Uh, and used to PMI terminology. So <laughs> I used a lot of the YouTube videos driving back and forth, and I was afraid I was going to get pulled over. But <laughs> I, you know, I tell him, look, I'm not, I'm, I can't read the questions he's asking, okay? I'm just driving. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, I did have a lot of time that was audible instead of reading a book or doing stuff on the computer. Absolutely. And I just put in the... Uh... The PMP exam radio show. A lot of people don't know that there's a podcast that's totally free, you know. And of course, the people on PMP exam radio show I want to give a shout out to them as well because Vicky, they're going to be listening to this after the fact and they're going to be eating it all up. So, uh, my friends on PMP exam radio show, you can listen everywhere. Spotify is one of the best because you can also watch one or two of them on video. But we got Google, we got Apple Podcasts, we got Podcast Addict. I've done everything. To make it accessible, it's not even, you don't need to pay for it. It's free. Why wouldn't you listen? All right. So um, there's so many vehicles that Vicky used to stay on track. Everything from the books I told her about to the, the ones that we very recently provided, like the immersion book. You know, so many vehicles. Vicky, any closing words for our friends before we hop off here? You got to want to. Make sure you want to do it and you will get it done. You know, um, Ken, Kenya and I spoke and you know what you've got to do is you've got to determine in your mind you know this is what I want to get and I felt like in February Phil um, I had never had any problems with blood pressure uh, until February and all of a sudden I had blood pressure going sky high oh my gosh uh, but what happened was I was beginning to get in that mindset of I'm getting close to April I, I am got I, 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 it's closing down on me and so I just had to start focusing on you know taking care of my health mm. but but I just had to say I want this mm -hmm. I, I do this and I said y'all got this, my family and, and friends mm. you know y'all just don't know how important this is to me um, but you know sometimes you have to do that and so there's there's you, you gotta want to bad enough and there are things that are going to happen in life and like my son went into the hospital um, and was there for uh, two months. So oh, you know, that was what threw me off as well. So at this point in February, um, I had this feeling of, let's see, I don't want, I, I didn't, I don't want to say it's suicidal. I mm. want to just tell you that it was like, what am I even doing this for? Mm. What, why am I pushing myself so hard to get it when I 
am at the age that I am. But guess what? I am still vertical. And I still have more life to give. There and you go, to respond to people and to help those with what the journey is that I had to get to the project management. And at my age, um, Phil and I discussed about what kind of a career, what kind of things would change. And, you know, I'm at a good wealth, a good health system that I love my job very much. And I love the, the, the stuff I get to do, you know, all these spreadsheets and everything. And I love that. But I also have developed a home business of Vicky's Basic Computer Training. And I plan to use this PMP certification to become a consultant or to mm -hmm. be an instructor so that I can retire out into what I want to do and do it for the love of it, not just not just because I have to work. I love it, Vicky. And we're gonna definitely be collaborating on a lot of stuff. We're going to help people. We're going to help people grow. We're going to help the layman who don't know what project management is to know what it is from a layman's perspective. Even as you've shared that your journey was, it was really looking from a more pragmatic level, going to that next level of understanding, not just cramming a book, but really understanding the application. And I'm so proud of you. If you haven't already felt how excited I am, and you know, let me just say I'm extremely excited, super happy. And I'm going to share something with you when we get off the call that I have done as a result of our communications and your love for Excel. You might be quite, you might be pleasantly surprised. Uh, for those who follow me on social media, they probably already know that there's a second channel and it's dedicated to a lot of Excel stuff. So I'll be showing you that when we get off. But uh, our friends on YouTube, thank you very much for joining us. Our friends on the PMP exam radio show, thank you very much. We're hopping off now. We're signing off from bye -bye. me. It's bye. And from Vicky. Bye -bye. Thank you, Vicky. Of course, you do know you do get PDUs for coming to speak to our experts, our project managers. So once again, thank you very much. We appreciate you. You too, Bill. Everybody on there, thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs>